Yisrael was a poor boy whose greatest pleasure was learning Taita. However, in the shtetl where he lived, there was no yeshiva, so he decided to go to the city of Forth in Germany, where he had heard there was a famous yeshiva, and he was hoping to be admitted as a Talmud there. When he finally reached Forth, he at once asked where to find the yeshiva, and with a great excitement and with some anxiety about his qualifications, he went there and asked to see the Rosh Hashiva. Yisrael told the Rosh Hashiva that he had come a long way to satisfy his thirst for learning Taira, and he begged the Rosh Hashiva to admit him as a Talmud. The Rosh Hashiva gave him a thorough test and was satisfied that Yisrael was not just good enough to be a Talmud there, but he deserved a scholarship and to be included in a group of privileged students. For although all poor and needy students were supported by the community, most of them were assigned Essenteg, eating days with various families, each day of the week at a different house. But the privileged ones, those that distinguished themselves with their devotion and their diligence in their learning, they received money each week from a special fund in cash so that they could be more independent and look after their needs themselves. The Rosh Hashiva decided that Yisrael deserved this privilege, especially as he had no friends or relatives in the city, and also because the Rosh Hashiva had sensed that Yisrael was shy and sensitive. So he wrote a note for Yisrael to take to the Parnas of the Kihila, who was in charge of that special fund, letting him know that Yisrael was to be added to the group of students that received monies from that fund. The Parnist received Yisrael with some displeasure. He read the note that Yisrael handed to him and frowned, saying, We are already overburdened with such notes. We have no money for you. You'll have to make do with Essenteg like the other students. Go back and ask the Rosh Hashiva to find places for your meals like all the others. Yisrael said nothing. He made his way back to the yeshiva and sat down to learn. Yisrael still had a few coins in his pocket, so for the next couple of days, he bought one loaf in the morning and divided it into three portions. This, with plenty of water, was all he had to eat. He was able to stretch the money a bit by buying day-old bread from the baker, as it was a little bit cheaper than fresh bread. On the third day, late in the afternoon, Yisrael went to the bakery to buy some day-old bread with the last coin in his pocket. As he was about to enter the bakery, a woman approached him and in a sad voice said to him, I'm sorry to trouble you. I don't usually ask for donations, but my son has been falsely arrested for stealing and is in prison. I'm raising money to get him out of jail. Of course, said Yisrael. I'll be glad to have a share in the great mitzvah of Pidyan Shavuyim here. I wish I had more to give, but this is what I have. He gave her the last coin that he had. The woman suddenly realized that Yisrael was a poor, hungry yeshiva bacher. He was on his way into the bakery to buy bread. So she said, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have asked you. I can see you're a yeshiva bacher. You can use some help yourself. Here, take this. She handed him a silver coin. No, I won't take it. You take my coin. Please don't deprive me of this great mitzvah. 
Well, then don't refuse me a mitzvah either, she said. I'll make a deal with you. I'll take your money for pigeon chivuyim, and you'll take mine. We'll both have a mitzvah. But I'm not giving you tzedakah. I'm paying you. I'd like you to say Kaddish for my late husband, whose yard site is tonight. My son will be unable to do it this time. He's in jail. He cannot go to shul. I will therefore be most grateful to you if you will do this for me. Yisrael readily agreed to take her silver coin and in turn gave her his coin. He asked the name of the woman's husband and then they parted ways. Yisrael hurried to the base medrash to Davin Mincha and Mairev. He said Kaddish for the woman's husband and for other unknown neshamas whose yard sites might be on that night and he also learned Mishnayas for them. After davening, he was stopped by an old Jew with a long white beard. You must be a bachar at the yeshiva, said the old man. Do you have a place arranged for your Shabbos meals? Well, the truth is, I haven't done anything yet about Esenteg, replied Yisrael. Until now, I managed with my own money. Really, said the old man. A boy like you deserves to be able to study Torah without worrying about where his meals will come from. Yashar Kayach for the beautiful Kaddish you said tonight. It's a long time since I heard such a sincere, deeply moving Kaddish. The old man took the old man then took out a piece of paper with a few lines written on it. Here, take this to my good friend the Parnas. He will surely provide you with all of your needs. Yisrael took the note, and the stranger was gone. Yisrael went back to the yeshiva and looked at the note which the old man had given him. If the Parnas was not impressed with the note from the Rosh Yeshiva, why would the Parnas take any notice of this new note, thought Yisrael. He decided to put the note back in his pocket and not do anything about it just now. But that night Yisrael could not sleep. Different thoughts were running through his mind. When he finally fell asleep, images flickered through his thoughts. The sad, gentle lady who had begged him to say Kaddish for her late husband's yard site. The old Jew who had given him the note. And the Parnas made his appearance, looking sour and unfriendly. Yisrael woke up with a troubled feeling. He washed his hands, said Bechas HaShachar, but found it very difficult to concentrate on his tefillois. Even later, when he began to learn his Gemara, which he loved, he was unable to lose himself in his studies, as he usually did. The thought kept on bothering him. Should he or should he not take this new note to the Parnas? Finally, Yisrael decided he would have no rest until he took the old Jew's note to the Parnas. In the afternoon, Yisrael, Davin Minchab, the first minion, said Kaddish and learned Mishnayas for the neshamas that he had done, just as he had done in the morning and the night before. Now having fulfilled his obligation, he felt better and set off to see the Parnas. The Parnas was astounded to see Yisrael again. What is this, another note from the Rosh Hashiva? grunted the Parnas. No, replied Yisrael, this note is not from the Rosh Hashiva. Oi, gavolt! cried the Parnas as he read the note. Who gave you this? Yisrael told the Parnas how he had met that old man the previous night who had thanked him for reciting Kaddish and gave him the note. 
When the Parnas heard the word Kaddish, he became very agitated. For whom did you say Kaddish? he asked. Yisrael told the Parnas about his meeting with that gentle, sad lady whose son was in jail and could not say Kaddish for his father. She therefore asked him, Yisrael, to say Kaddish for her late husband and all the other departed souls of that city whose yard site was on that day and had no one to say Kaddish for them. The Parnas put his head in his hands and groaned. Then he faced Yisrael again and asked him, Please tell me, did you see the old man's face clearly? Yes, I truly did, said Yisrael. I could never forget such kindly features. Come with me, said the Parnas, and led Yisrael into a room where several portraits hung on the wall. Do you recognize him amongst these pictures? Yes, said Yisrael, pointing to one of the portraits. That's him. The Parnas began to weep with his head in his hands. Yisrael was bewildered. He waited for the Parnas to calm down. Finally, the Parnas raised his tearful eyes to Yisrael and said, The old man you saw is my father, Olav Shalom. He passed away ten years ago. When I saw this note, I recognized his handwriting. At first the thought came to my mind that maybe you forged his writing, but then I realized that was impossible. You're a stranger in this town. You never knew my father. But when you mentioned the word Kaddish, I remembered that today is his yard site, which I had somehow completely forgotten. Oy vey that I could have forgotten such an important thing. It's never happened before. The Parnas again began to weep. When he recovered, he told Yisrael how he had allowed himself to become so involved in business that little by little he had drifted away from Taira and the way of life he had known before his father had passed away. No longer did he go to shul regularly during the week. No longer did he attend a daily gemarashir. Nor did he find the time to take a personal interest in the yeshiva and the bacharim. You are a messenger from above, said the Parnas with deep regret. You've opened my eyes to the low state to which I have fallen, but things will be different from now on. The Parnas thanked Yisrael for saying Kaddish for his father. I have no words to express my gratitude to you. I can never forgive myself for having forgotten to observe his yard site, but you saved the situation, and my father, Oliver Shalom, was very pleased as he told you himself. The Parnas took out his wallet and gave Yisrael an amount of money mentioned in his father's note. He assured Yisrael that as long as he would be at the yeshiva, the Parnas would take care of all of his needs so that he could devote himself completely to learning Torah without worrying about anything. Then he added, I want to help out other Bachram as well, and for this I need your help. You will know best which Tamidim need financial support, so you will be my secret messenger in helping them. My door will always be open to you on one condition. This must be done in secret. I don't want them to know who their benefactor is. True to his word, the Parnas became a Balchuva, returning to his former self. He lived a long, happy life, filled with mitzvahs and maisim toivim. And during his frequent meetings with his friend Yisrael, both of them marveled at the wondrous ways of Hashem and how the Kaddish 
have been a turning point for good and blessing in both of their lives.